1: Introducing tonight's main attraction.
2: It's the Never Neverbins podcast. I'm just saying, we there's. We are back. There's nothing like like you know, one or two beers just to get the creative interview juices flowing. So I'm drinking water, people. I'm hydrating at
1: 3:30 on a midweek day. It's wow. the end of the
0: week. It's Thursday, so it is Thursday. It's, and, Thursday and, and, for and lunch that's exactly right.
2: It's a good day to have a good day to have a happy hour. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to the Neverbens. Shout out Connor Floyd again for the intro. Love that. Appreciate that. Chance Chancellor. Um, again, we've got uh, part two of our interview with uh, Luke Keekley coming up. Going to hear a little bit about his story, where he comes from, and then uh, got some great user some great listener interaction some questions coming at the end of the interview so uh burst random random fans random people submitted these
1: it'll be good um all right luke what we did Glanch and i told our kind of growing up football stories from (coughs) whatever kid to high school to recruiting to college to pro, right? The whole process. Um, We also had Baker on, he did the same thing. So we'd love to hear kind of your story. We mentioned it earlier, you're from Cincinnati, but I mean, you could tell us some talking points from that whole timeline.
0: Yeah. So grew up Cincinnati grade school, high school, Cincinnati started playing in fourth grade for um, the, uh, what was it? St. Xavier golden bears. St. Saint, Saint, Saint Xavier, Saint Xavier. S A V I E R. Saviour. Oh one of the you Catholic schools. So. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you
1: go to St. X? So it's a completely
0: Saint with Xavier X. with an S. We'll get to we'll get to St. X in a little bit. Well, I'm not um, that dumb, okay? For the Yeah, so we played. I played grade school football from fourth grade to eighth grade with uh, the St. Xavier Golden Bears. So it was St. Xavier and then it the the school that we played with was a different school for I think seventh and eighth grade, and then got to Saint Xavier. They can throw the X up now, Burst. That was like a, Yeah, it was like a, it was a uh, it was an all boys school, all boys Jesuit Catholic school. So we had we had like fifteen to sixteen hundred boys at the school, and the football program was gigantic. So our freshman year, we probably had one hundred and thirty five kids on the team. What? <laughs> and then sophomore year jv year it was probably 80 to 90 and then we
2: did we did a bunch of kids out freshman year like no How so fre- that- yeah freshman
0: year a bunch of kids didn't come back and then sophomore year there was probably 80 to 90 kids and then and then varsity was primarily only juniors, seniors and that had another 120 to 130 kids on it wow so wow. my freshman year last day of training camp i broke my foot going out doing a bag drill I was going over bags, popped my fifth metatarsal, so that was awful. And then, uh, so I was out for the first, first few. Weeks. Actually, this was the, it. Wasn't even the last day of training. It was like the first day we were at practice. First day of high school football practice. You're embarrassing. Bro- broke my foot. <laughs> this Started is reminding
1: me of your coaching career with the little kids. Yeah, you aren't so our-
2: prepared for. <laughs> oh my God, you're such an idiot. You are a true. You are truly a dipshit.
0: Oh. Um, <laughs> So then I had to wear a boot around the rest of training camp. In the first few weeks of the season, I I didn't play at all because my foot was messed up. And then, um, so my freshman year of football, I only really got to play half the season. So that was kind of a bummer. And then my sophomore, I played linebacker. And my sophomore year, they moved me to tight end because we had let's go. We had absolute horses at linebacker, big and athletic and strong. And I'm like yeah, you're probably not gonna play. So go play tight end and try to block people. So I played tight end and. It was fun. I had a good time with it, but I always wanted to get back on the defensive side of the ball. And I remember this was in the spring of my shoot, my sophomore year going right before summer started. And I remember our head football coach came up to me in the hallway and said, Hey, do you want to play defense again? And I was like, absolutely. So that's when I slid back on the defensive side of the ball, my junior year, I played outside linebacker. Um, our team was really good that year. The seniors on that roster were unbelievable. We had, I think out of our 22 starters, I think 20, 20 or 21 of them played college sports. So we had we had guys that played. I'd say probably 18 of them played football. We had a couple of guys play baseball. A lot of Ivy League school kids. A couple of kids at Louisville. A couple of kids at University of Cincinnati, and then Columbia, Penn, Brown. A lot of nerds. A lot of like. smart. A lot of smart kids. Uh, smart kids, you want to you probably want to play at our school
2: smart kids i can knock your ass out if you try yeah. to run over the middle <laughs>
0: um, probably you can hand burst would have been handing water out <laughs> but anyways <laughs> my junior year my junior year we were 15 and 0 um we won the state championship so we had some really good players on our team so that kind of helped my recruiting a lot was i was a young kid on the roster but we had a lot of really good players so there's coaches always watching tape and watching our games and that helped me a lot um kind of started getting recruited I guess would have been the spring of junior year. Um, And then going into the season of my senior year, I got a little bit bigger. I switched and played safety my senior year. It wasn't like, it was like a, it was like a rotational safety. So it wasn't like a pure middle of the field safety. It was kind of a rotational guy. I was cleaning the ball a lot. It was a sweet, a sweet spot. And I started getting recruited. my goal always was to go somewhere I wouldn't be able to get into without football. So BC obviously fit that mold. I didn't, I wasn't a, a sterling student by any measure of the imagination, but
1: who else, like who else was recruiting you? I looked at,
0: so the, the schools that I really looked at hard were BC, Duke, Stanford, Virginia. Those are the schools that it came down. I thought that, you know, obviously Stanford, Duke, Virginia, BC, um, high end academic schools, like definitely not getting in any of those schools without football. And then Wisconsin just was like a sweet big 10 school that, I just always kind of liked it. Like I like how they played. I like their the atmosphere at Camp Randall sick. Um, it was a cool spot. I never took a visit there, but I went to Boston College and I kind of knew like BC is probably going to be a good spot for me. We had a lot of kids from my high school, from St. X that went to Boston College. So there was, there was two guys there when I was playing um, that were BC guys. One kid came in when I was a junior. And now he's a defensive coordinator at BC. So for the last, I would probably say the last 25 to 30 years, we've had a kid from my high school be part of the football program, player, coach, something along those lines. So um, that's kind of how I ended up getting to BC was um, I wanted to go to an academic school when I was being recruited. Matt Matt was there. They were balling. They were playing really well. They were beating, they beat Virginia Tech at lane stadium in the rain. It was awesome. Um, I remember that game. Yeah. Then I got up to BC and I remember, I was like, all right, well, I'm, first of all, I'm excited. I'm playing college football. And then the previous, that spring I was at the spring game and Mark hers, who he was all world as a junior wasn't at, he wasn't practicing during the spring. Like for whatever reason, they kept, they kept saying like, Oh, his hamstring or his back has messed up. Like, did you, know did you problem. graduate early? sorry yeah, this is, i left okay. i left school early i left i left college okay. early
1: what um what was your high school graduating class 2009
0: so you yeah. so g and i were the same year and then first year older Yep. Yeah. okay so i'm like all right so when i signed my recruiting letter or whatever i was like all right boom. Well, they got they got Mark Herzlick. Mike McLaughlin was a was a fifth year senior coming back. Gangster, he was a stud, great dude. But he was just he was the starting Mike linebacker. Like knowing one, it wasn't even a question. He was coming back from an Achilles. But they're like he's gonna be, he's gonna be back like week three. Like we're not worried about it. And then they had like five or six other guys that were gonna fill that weak side linebacker role. So I was like, all right, perfect. Like I'll go in there as a freshman. I'll learn from Mac and Mark and figure it out. And and then all of a sudden. um, they call after the spring game. This is like, I don't know, June or whatever, May, June. And they're like, hey, Mark has cancer. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, is is he all right? He's like, yeah. He's like, he's going to be okay, but he's going to have to get treatment, blah, blah, blah. So he's not going to play this year, um, but he's going to be around. So, like, that opened up another spot. And then I got to training camp. We had a guy get hurt during training camp, and then we had a guy that failed a drug test. and then And then before I know it, I was in the middle of training camp at a practice one day and we were doing inside run and they had like two sections of inside run. It was like, it was like varsity inside run of all the older guys and like grown men. And then it was like the idiots, like all the young guys trying to figure out how to play (laughs) football. I I
2: didn't know where to, I
0: didn't know where to line up. I didn't know what defense we were playing. I was just like, I'm just gonna try to run to the ball and see what happens. And so I'm over there, I'm getting my teeth caved in by these like, sophomore offensive linemen that have had like a full year of weight training and they're just killing me. And they're like, Hey, Kinkley, get over here. And the one guy just hurt his shoulder. So they threw me in on inside run against all like the seniors. And I was like, yeah, what do you want? They're like, all right, <laughs> you're playing Mike linebacker. I weighed 218 did, pounds.
2: Did you still have a high linebacker. voice at that point?
0: Yeah. I weighed 218 pounds. I probably had my glasses on in my helmet <laughs> <laughs> and they just ran like, they ran like load power, They ran like fullback lead and they ran like weak side counter. And I was just getting my skull caved in. And I remember our coach came up to us after the period. He's like, you better figure this out. We're playing in two weeks and you're going to have to play Mike linebacker because we have no (laughs) one else. And so my freshman year, I just like the first the first game we played some played northeastern, I think. And we just kind of I didn't know what to do anything because our defensive line just mauled them. So I could just kind of clean guys up and tackle them. And then we played Kent State or some something like that. And then we played Clemson in Death Valley. And I didn't know what speed was until we played. It was CJ Spiller and Jacoby Ford. Yep. And they looked like they were running Mach 5 everywhere. What year was that? Your- that was 2010. No, no, nine. 2009, 2009 football
1: season. season we, yeah. we played at Death Valley in 2011, I guess. And they mm-hmm. had uh, Taj. Everybody in and Sammy Watkins. Taj was, Watkins. Uh,
0: DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins, Ellington, the running back, Daquan Bowers. Andre Ellington, yep. Martavis, all,
1: Martavis Bryant. All, Bryan, Martavis all of them Bryan. had an explosive touchdown. And we almost won. They yeah, all
0: imagine trying to go tackle. tackle those guys. Dwayne, remember they had that guy Dwayne Allen, the Dwayne t- Allen, the tiger. That was a monster.
2: Big and would run like a horse. Yeah. Yeah, they just bulldogged
0: us and I started to kind of figure out slowly what college football is all about. I was like, oh, this is fine. And then I get an inside run and get my face caved in. And then they run like toss sweep to CJ. I like have two games where I think I'm like, oh, now I'm a sick college football player. And then we go to Death Valley and see, C- and they run toss and CJ Spiller just runs Mach 5 and just totally outruns my angle. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and then, and then it just, it was good for me because I learned fast, you know, like this is what plays, this is what doesn't play, this is what you need to do, this is how you need to align. Like in high school, I was like, Dad, this, I'm just going to align right here. This is fine. Yeah, And then I would just do that in college. And then the guy would run, he just, I didn't even give myself a chance. And our coach would be like, why are you lined up there? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, that's your problem. He's like, you need to line up in the right spot because there's a reason we push you there and there's a reason why, and this is why, and now you've seen it. So either you, either you fix it or you're going to keep making the same mistake and you're not going to play. So then that was the first like three weeks was like, I was playing my Backer, and then Matt comes back and then, that was against wake forest. And then I slid out and played, I played, um, I didn't play, I didn't start that game because somebody was already like already playing will and he was having a pretty good year. And then I played, I just played all special teams that year and got some snaps playing will. Um, and then kind of after that week, they just bumped me over back over to will and I played will full time my freshman year. And then, um, my sophomore year, going into my sophomore year, they're like, hey, you're going to play Mike Backer. And I was like, thank God. Like, my skill set fits way more for a Mike Backer of like cover tight ends, run inside out to the ball. Don't have to, like, I don't, I want to avoid being in space. Like, I'm not a space guy at all. Like, get me out of space. I'm running backs scare me. Like, I don't need to be on the backside of anything. Like, that's not for me. So they move into inside backer, and that really, that really helped me out. So that was sophomore year. Junior year went really well. I remember I was thinking about coming out that year and, and there was three, there's really three, there's like four guys that were coming out that year that if who was going to go play, who's going to get drafted first. So it was, it was Manti, Dante Hightower and Bobby, Bobby Wagner. And then, um, then Levante was, Levante was a will. So like, I knew I wasn't a will. Um And then I remember Manti decided he was going to come back. So I was like, all right, you can scratch him off the list. And then I was like, well, the team that's going to draft me isn't going to draft Dante. And the guy that drafts Dante isn't going to draft me because he was like 3-4, big monster, and I was like a 4-3 guy. So it was like it kind of turned into like, all right, Bobby and I for who is going to get drafted first. And then lo and behold, I end up training with Bobby for the combine. He was freaking awesome. And then I remember right before the combine, he got sick. Like he got really sick with like nothing bad, but he just got really sick for whatever reason and couldn't go to the combine. And fortunately for me, I went to the combine, had a good combine. And so they could see me and whoever else, but they didn't see Bobby, which I think quite honestly helped me a little bit. Cause if he would have been at the combine, I think he ran, he's big, he's super long and he ran like, like low four, fours. And I think it just, things just kind of happened in, in my favor where I ended up in Carolina because I think if Bobby goes to the combine and they see him run and they see he gets measured at the combine in front of everybody and people interview him because he's a stud, like, you guys all know his career. He's not a guy that – he's always been super athletic, but the reason he's been in the league so long is because he's smart. Like, he understands the game. He knows where to be. He's consistent. He's healthy. He's a great leader. Like, I think some stuff in my career has just really helped me and worked out for me. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Um,
1: Goddamn. (laughs) I was just envisioning you on Seattle's defense.
0: Yeah, that would have been yeah. something. Yeah, just, I, uh, I think it yeah.
2: worked out okay. I mean, that no, was
0: great. I think I think I ended in the ended up in the perfect place for me. Yeah, with yeah, I mean, the coaches and the guys on the team and everything, it was it was it was perfect. And Bobby's had a f- freaking awesome career. I think, no doubt. Bobby's getting in right away as soon as he decides he doesn't want to play football anymore. So,
2: as are you.
0: Um, Maybe just pop Warner. Maybe just a pop Warner. Pop I have Martin a pop teaching. Warner has been
2: what pop, pop Warner not. coaching Hall of Fame. Where is no. that located? I'll
0: be I'll be the pop Warner like teach tape of like what not to do.
1: <laughs> Definitely in the offseason. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure.
2: Um. Real quickly. Um. I know. You know. We. Unfortunately, we don't have all the time in the world. I would like to know real fast. You talked a little bit about learn a little bit about this learning the game of college football. Tell us about like as a player your weekly prep um, from your side of the ball. What are you looking for? Um, the types of things that made you made you so good. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I think a lot of it was you try to look at like you know you looked at I was a big formation guy. Why do guy, and why do guys line up where they line up? <laughs> Yeah, that was one of my in final in final formation, too. So like formationally, that's kind of what I look for, because everybody can motion and shift and zoom motion. And, you know, if it's two by two slot and they, and then they zoom motion to three by one, boom, like only thing that you need to worry about is I don't care that it's two by two. It's three by one because he's going to run across formation majority of the time. Um, But during the week for me, it was like Mondays was I'd watch two first halves of the game. So I didn't ever watch really the second half when I was getting started because I wanted to know what they were. I wanted to know what teams were when they started the game, like regardless if they get out earlier, if they're behind or if they're changing how they. I want to know what they what they think about going in the, the, the first part, the first half of the game. So I'd watch two first halves and get a feel for like if we were. Like, say we were playing the Panthers, right? And I was watching us. I would just kind of click through and watch a tape for an hour or so and be like, all right, well, quarterback, big, athletic, all the throws, energy, can get outside the pocket, problem, right? And then you'd go like, all right, boom, let's get their offensive line. And um, I'd be like, the guy that would – one guy that would give me a lot of problems would be Ryan Khalil, like smart, savvy, vet, athletic, powerful, strong, like he's going to get up to second level. Like I got to get creative with how I beat him because – he's got all these tricks. Boom. Okay. Now I go inside out. Okay. Now I got it. Where's, where's Greg lineup? Like, do I, what is he like running? When am I going to have to deal with him? When does he cause me stress? When can I make a play? Like that kind of stuff. And then receivers, I do the same thing with receivers. And then obviously Stu, like how am I going to attack the running back when this guy has the ball? Right. Am I going to hit him high? I'm going to hit him low. Like what's his, like, is he a stiff arm guy? Is he a shape Is He a put a shoulder down guy. And then just like overall scheme of what teams are doing. So like that was Monday and by the end of Monday after like an hour and a half or whatever, you could be like, all right, boom, like concepts, how they want to play, skill positions, personnel, like got a a good feel for them, boom. Then Tuesday was after practice and everything, I'd watch all the run games. So first and second down runs, like, are they a formation team? Are they a personnel team? Like, what do they want to do in the run game? And then you can break all that down by, you know, formations, personnel groupings, situations. Um, I was always very cognizant of like who teams are playing. So if, if I'm playing, if we're watching tape and and we're watching the saints and they are playing a, like a five down bare front or a three, four spacing, their run game is going to look drastically different than if what they're playing actually, a yeah. four down team. Right. So I was very cognizant of all that stuff because I knew that they're going to line up and play a different kind of football. And then, so then on and then I'd watch a game after all that. So you'd watch all the run game and then you'd watch a game to kind of see how everything fits. And that way you could kind of call, um, you call your defenses within that game. So for, but on Wednesday, you'd already pretty much have the first and second down game plan. So I could go in there on Wednesday, have meetings with the coaches, have meetings with, you know, after practice, have practice, watch my tape in the run game and then boom, have a pretty good feel for what we want to do, um, on the defensive side of ball, what they do. So, boom, I'm watching that game. I'm like, all right, first and ten. Boom, top call it. Boom, call it. See how I fit. Talk my alignment. Kind of run through stuff in my head. Thursday, I'd watch first and second down, drop back pass, um, and then do the same thing at night. And then Fridays, I'd watch special. So, say we were playing the Panthers, and all right, boom, we're gonna have a lot of quarters this week. You're either gonna have Matchup with Olsen, or you're going to have a match in three by one, or you're going to have a matchup with McCaffrey in two by two. Like, what are they like doing? How do they get the stuff? Are they, how do they run routes? Are they a STEM guy? Are they a push off guy? Does this speed scare me? Does this quickness scare me? Like, where do I got to make sure that I'm smart? Yeah. Um, and then I'd always review on Saturdays, just like my notes and stuff that I took during the week. And then by Sunday, I just kind of read through everything for like five minutes and then go play.
2: You got the whole picture by that point.
0: yeah, you gotta have a pretty good feel, but you also can't watch too much where you like slow yourself down, you know
2: yeah that's a you know very interesting stuff coming from the other side um just because it's you it's so different. um yeah and I, yeah. we talked about this a little bit earlier, you know last episode. Uh, like so now when you're playing a coach like Shanahan, do you have to be wary of not not your preparation working against you, but just being too dialed into certain tendencies like, okay, did you ever did you ever find yourself chasing ghosts? I know that plays into over preparing, but no. like, okay, Shanahan could do this.
0: I think I think that gets more difficult if you're a coordinator and you're calling plays yeah. versus versus when I'm playing. I just play whatever my rules are. Yeah. Okay. Like whatever my rule says to do and whatever my natural feel says to do is what I do. Yeah. Like they're gonna zoom, but like boom, when they zoom now, now I know. Boom, I just gotta bump okay if they go zoom it's like all right well off their zoom they've got they've got zone screen trap all right boom now i just get my key and go but there is i mean yeah those guys will scheme me up a little bit but i try not to worry about that too much because i just try to go play my game and like read my keys do my job like play my rules that's how my feel
2: all this essentially is how you were able to ruin practice for me every time I was, every time I get in there and, and go against you guys. Burst would, just
0: give me, Burst would just give me the call sheet. So when you're in, I knew what was going on to make, he's trying to make himself look good.
2: No, nah, I was in there just watch its power, the watch the screen the every time. I'm like, well, all right, well, we're running a screen here. So we're fucked.
0: Making,
2: <laughs> making TD and Caps
1: life a living hell. Uh,
2: well,
1: that's a good transition. Um, Glance into the next segment, the dime sesh. Named after sesh,
2: which is today presented by Schinerbach.
1: Ooh, oh a little Texas, Texas beer.
2: That's right.
1: No free ads, but I guess we are doing free ads. Man, there's um, no
2: ads, period. So
1: yeah. Uh dime sesh. Name comes from Glanch tearing up the Panthers, starting O, and I guess other teams that you also dimed up. One time. For.
2: <clears throat> um all right real quick little 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 10 pack of questions burstly to self. all
1: right luke it's a quick 10 10 banger questions yeah. for you get to know you a little bit better all right go to fast food so you're on a road trip pull off the interstate you got all the bangers available i want breakfast and lunch what's your go-to where are you stop
0: trick fly for both I think so. I'm going to go Chick-fil-A for both.
2: All right, good. Yeah. Favorite drink slash cocktail? Martini. Ooh, yeah. What okay.
0: yeah. kind? Shaken martini up with a little twist of lemon. Love that. Straight.
1: Vodka or uh, Jim?
0: Vodka. Ooh. Vodka martini.
1: Love that. James Bond, like. Uh, go-to meal to cook for a date? mm.
0: Make key. I'll make a key lime pie. It's super easy. It's the easiest thing ever. It sounds complicated, but it's super easy. It's really good. Um,
2: need the the recipe after this. Then
0: I would like to make pizza in that little pizza oven. The uni, yeah. The uni. I'd make a pizza in the uni. Doesn't really have an uni, yeah. I do. It doesn't really mix with a key lime pie, but yeah, it plays.
2: Um, okay. Favorite vacation spot? Oh man.
0: If I could go anywhere right now, I went on a ski trip last year for the first time. That was a lot of fun because I never skied when I was playing. And we went out to Vail and skied for three days and it was freaking awesome. I can't wait to go back. It was it was unique because it was the first time I've ever done. Like I've been to beaches and mountains and, yeah, you know, whatever. But this was cool because I've, it was something I've never done before at that time of the year in the mountains. And it was beautiful. They had a beautiful three days of skiing. It was sweet. Okay. Favorite movie. Somebody asked me that the other day,
1: and what'd you say?
0: I was thinking about it.
1: Are you? Did you answer them, or are you thinking about? No, I was still it? thinking
0: about it. There, I'm trying to think of recent ones that I've watched. I've been on a Disney. I've been on a Disney movie kick. Have you seen Ratatouille? Oh, oh my
2: god, Glance! talks about that. Ratatouille all the time. I have that's seen like, it. like a, a good. good there's a good chance that Gilbert's dress up as Ratatouille characters for Thanksgiving or for Thanksgiving. I
0: think that's a good one. That's a fun. That's just like a good movie. It makes you you watch that movie. And at the end of the movie, you're just like, that was a good movie. No doubt. You need to watch it. It makes you smile.
2: Uh, First car. And what do you drive now?
0: Um, First car I ever drove was a Saturn view. That was my first car, little SUV. And the car that I drive now is the car that I bought when I got here as a rookie. It's a GMC Yukon.
1: Old girl, baby. Old oh, girl,
0: she's rolling. It
1: is swagger, baller. She's um, a little dinged
0: up, but she's still holding strong.
1: She's still rolling four wheels. All right, this is a. There's a couple parts to this one. What was your favorite stadium to play in, college and pro? Okay. And favorite away game city
0: to play at. Um. Okay, we'll exclude Bank of America. I think, and we'll start in college. Obviously, I thought playing at, Death, at Clemson was sick. Yeah, we played there twice, and it was it was awesome. Um, that was cool. I always grew. I grew up, and everyone in Cincinnati is a Notre Dame fan. We played at Notre Dame twice at night. That was sick. I bet that's awesome. Um, favorite home state or favorite stadium in the NFL? Um, I mean, Lambeau and Soldier Field are cool. We played at a Candlestick. That Ooh. was that was sick. Um, and then playing in Seattle is a great environment. And then I think playing in New Orleans also the crazy, crazy environment. So for yeah. those were some, like when I think of big ones, I think that was fun. And then to answer your question about favorite place to travel, I thought that West coast trips are always fun because we got an extra day. Yeah. So I didn't really have a favorite place that like we traveled to for any particular reason, um, but I liked going to West Coast because you had Friday night with the guys, and then pretty much all day Saturday to That's just hang. Was
2: gonna, that was going to be my next little. We talked a little bit about this with JJ. Like, how, there's nothing better than watching ball, just hanging with the guys in the meal room and yeah. having that extra day was always fun.
0: Well, yeah, you had the whole day where they just had that meal room set up with a giant TV and a couple extra TVs and just food and like drinks and water and all kinds of sweet stuff. And you could just sit there and hang out and guys would just come and go and you just watch ball all day. Yeah,
2: no doubt. Um, Okay. Toughest quarterback in your career to prep for?
0: I think Drew. I think, you know, we, you know, we play Brady and Bree, we play Brady and Aaron Rodgers and, you know, all those guys. And they were obviously fantastic, but we got, I think we got spoiled playing against Drew as as much as we did. And I think, you know, you could definitely put Matt in that category too, but I think the thing that separated Drew from a lot of those other guys was that him and Sean were together the whole time. So from the moment I got there and even obviously previous to when I got there, it was Sean and Drew. Like, so by the time I got there and halfway through my career, they'd been together for whatever, 10 years and they knew what each other liked. They knew what they didn't like. They knew how to scheme people up. Like, that's what made it so difficult, is because those guys are on such a on this on the same page with everything, and so I think it's one thing for there to be an elite quarterback that is really good and smart and whatever you, you want, but it was the NFC version of that was was Drew, like the AFC version of that was was Brady, yeah. and Josh. So that's one of the reasons I think it was so difficult was. They knew us, we knew them, and Drew and Sean were on such a similar page.
1: All right, next one. Who's your favorite player
0: growing up? Oh man, I was a big I loved uh Brian Dawkins. I loved Derek Brooks. I love Brian Erlacher, Ray Lewis, just so defensive. Always player. defense yeah. for you. Yeah. I like the offensive guys, but I just liked I liked the energy like guys that like Dawkins brought. Like that dude. You could just tell – and all those guys that fight loved football, you know? Absolutely. That was a huge deal for me. Like, guys that loved the game of football just made it so fun.
1: They were just monsters. And then the prima donnas go play wide receiver, yeah. typically.
2: Yeah. No doubt. Right. Uh, favorite, ahead. Ahead. favorite
0: coach? Um, I mean, I think I was – that was one thing I'll tell you that I was spoiled with in my football career. I had great coaches literally at every level that I – you know, in grade school. Kevin Harris and Ralph Projects were our coaches. We had, um, Steve Specht was at St. X. And then Bill McGovern was my defense coordinator, linebacker coach at BC. And then linebacker coaches and Ron and Sean and Al and Steve Russ. And those guys are fantastic. Warren Beeland was my freshman, my rookie year coach. We just, I was very lucky to have those guys. got to pick one. Oh.
1: Politician. Um, you gotta, you gotta I love Al. Al's my guy. All right. Thank Al. you.
0: We had Will. I had Will. You know, we had Wilksy too. We we yeah. were stacked. We were stacked from an offense. We just stacked from a coaching perspective. I think I was just very fortunate to have all those guys there.
1: All right, bonus dime. That, that was our tenth. This will be the eleventh because I wanted to ask. We know that you're you're a big hunter. So, what's your favorite thing
0: or animal to hunt? I love the bow hunts. So I love whitetail. Whitetail is awesome. The thing I like elk hunting too, but whitetail is a little bit more. Um, accessible for me because I can do it here I've got buddies that have places in other spots and a lot of the areas that we hunt you don't need you don't need tags you don't need to do lottery it's kind of all year I'm sorry all fall really all season versus elk hunting where it's like you kind of just get a week a year to go do it and just a little bit more difficult but I love the bow hunting side of it it's super fun it's it's a game. You got to do everything right. You got to be in the right spot. You got to make a good shot. You got to be in shape. You got to make sure that you're practicing shooting. You got to wait for the right deer to come by everything. It's a, it's a real, it's really a hunt rather than,
2: Yeah. you know, just you're not going just going to sit, sit out
0: again. there and shoot something. Right. Like I want it to be challenging. I want it to be difficult. I like the pursuit of the animal. I think it's awesome. Yeah.
2: That's so, a good answer. Uh,
0: Um, Okay.
2: That concludes the dime sesh. All right. Real quick. It is my turn to ask trivia questions Uh this week. So I got some Panthers slash Charlotte themed trivia for you guys. Luke, we're working together. I You guys can, you guys, this will be, this will be quick. First Panthers draft pick ever.
0: Do you know this one? First,
2: first round pick in
1: 95. I should know this. I'm going to say Tishmunga, but I don't remember if he was 95 or 96 or even Wasn't later.
0: it um wasn't it Kerry Collins?
2: Bingo. Kerry Collins. One on, point he, was, he was 95.
0: What's that? Yeah. Awesome. yeah. I don't know Batuka why was, I
1: thought he was the second year.
0: Biakabatuka was the second year because every because Kerry was the first guy that we drafted, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that is that cool. was, Yeah, it was him. Yeah, yeah
2: um okay what round was mentor to britain steve smith drafted him
0: first come on you gotta know that one i think it was the second just one i think one. he was third. a third third right Bur- right glanche
2: he was a third yep. Glance, you gotta let us talk because
0: we nope. have to he just wants to just kill working us anything happens
2: oh i just you like it just whenever you no. get it wrong most passing yards in a season in panthers history
0: I think that's Ace Boog, right? Because um, he had 4,000.
1: Was, was it his rookie year? His 4,000 4, something, right? His rookie year in 11, right?
0: That's what I'm going to go with.
1: Could be Jake DeLone, but I don't. He may have had. Let's go with Ace Boog in 11.
0: Wrong.
2: Steve Berline. <clears throat> no way. Steve Berline. How much? Yeah. Wow. I didn't do any further research on that one okay. Uh, okay.
1: Was it the year they made the NFC championship?
2: Or... Must have been, yeah. Uh okay, how many? This one, this one is this one's gonna be more of just a this is uh not a not really a fact here, but more of just an interesting little trivia question. It happened in Luke's rookie year. Okay. How many coin toss well both of y'all's rookie year? How many coin tosses did the Panthers lose in a row in 2012?
1: Eight. You I was I wasn't part of that team.
0: 13 oh my
1: gosh do you know what the odds of that are S- 13 JJ. 13 factorial no
2: 0. 0.5 times 0. 0.5 to the one in 8192
0: that's too much math for me Garrett.
2: yeah uh
0: <laughs> one over okay. two to the
2: 13th last question sure buddy whatever you say uh, last question. Does anyone know this is a Charlotte Hornets trivia question? Does anyone yeah. know where the significance of the Charlotte Hornet's name comes from?
1: First, I don't, yeah, I don't know the uh, the war or whatever, but it was like uh militia or whatever that was located here that were so badass that they would attack people like hornets.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. so it was like it was like raiding a hornet's nest. Coming you you are correct. That was,
2: what, uh, it what was the revolutionary world, revolutionary war. British General Cornwallis marched the troops into Charlotte and got stamped out, got dealt with because they got dealt with. Let's go. Uh, um, and that, that concludes be... the trivia questions of the week. Right. Um, we didn't, I thought that was pretty good. You guys did pretty good. Uh, I mean, you no, know, I know I didn't let you answer a lot for, for one of Luke them, but... knew more than I did about the. Cultured, cultured Luke is cultured and Luke wasn't even born here. You got to get your game right, bro. I will say
1: Smitty. Was it like, I forget when they drafted. Was that after the one in 15? Mm-hmm. Like they were really bad. Or is it his rookie year that they went one in 15?
0: Who, Smitty's? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they,
1: I know he returned the opening kickoff of the season to the house against the Vikings and they won. You're asking so the they, wrong. Lost, Dude. they lost 15 in a row. They sucked, But Smitty's a dog. Sorry, Smitty,
0: for getting that wrong. Um,
2: That's segment of the day.
1: All right. Fan mail.
0: Okay, fan mail. Hit me.
1: We got a couple good ones. All right. This one, I'll start it out, Glanch. This one is from Nate from Ohio. It's not even really a question. It just says, someone told me or I heard how you kicked some kid's ass in college because he demolished your igloo. Care to expand?
0: i wonder what nate this is <laughs> you guys get this from nate uh yeah uh, all
1: these are from nate and the boys
2: <laughs> i know you gotta go we could we can talk about it at some other point there's like we'll get you we'll get you from. back on sometime luke as long as you're willing to uh deal with uh the uh that guy yeah um man we appreciate you coming on luke thanks so much uh you know it was awesome getting to hear from you the, uh, one of one of, if not the best to ever play, and the smartest teammate I've ever had. Luke, thank you so much for coming on.
0: I right, do. This Whoa. has been
2: the never Bens.
0: The good coach, he's a uh, Second, second
2: smartest that he's in up. the recording, dummy.